Bulwaraka, my name is Fintan Lutunathamboa, and this is the Beyond the Narrative podcast. This is a podcast that values the story that lives in everyone. It showcases the complex and dynamic truths of everyday Pacific Islanders and those that are blessed enough to call the Pacific home. It hopes to consciously seek out complete narratives and truths and at its core believes in justice through storytelling and purpose through service. Thank you so much for joining us on the Beyond the Narrative podcast and I hope that you enjoy the show. Hi, this is Nareya Rova and Gang. Can I just <laughs> <laughs> I am so nervous. Thelma, sorry. I'm really nervous. Okay, okay. I'm going to be okay, but yeah, I just need to. What should I say again? <laughs> just your name. I'm Mere Rama. Sorry. And this is Beyond the Narrative. And this is Beyond the Narrative. Okay. I am Mere Rova, and this is Beyond the Narrative. Hola, I'm Fintan Lutnatumboa, and this is Beyond the Narrative. And today, we are very, very lucky to have in studio with us uh, Maria Rova. Uh, and so just a bit of background on Maria. Uh, I've known Maria for almost a decade now. And over the last 10 years, I've, I've come to know her as Nena. <laughs> so if, you, if throughout the show today, you hear me say, uh, if, if you hear me refer to Maria as Nena, it's, it's, it's just like almost second nature for me to do that so so just wanted to get that out of the way uh soon just in case you, you're wondering how many people i'm actually speaking to uh, on today's podcast um like i mentioned earlier i've known uh nana for about uh 10 years now uh a decade uh we met in 2009 uh we were both uh involved in the hibiscus festival uh, and yeah, and we've been uh, in touch and in, in each other's in each other's lives since then. Uh, I'm especially excited to speak to Maria on on um, on uh, the podcast today, uh, mainly because of our configuration of friends. Maria has always been uh, the artist, the creative, uh, the sort of like big picture. Let's do all the creative things. Uh, and yeah, and so I wanted to talk a little bit uh, with Maria about that specifically and also about like how life has been over the last couple of years, right? Uh, 10 years of knowing people is, is a really, really long time. So it's, it's good to just have like some intentional space set aside from some, some good old Talanoa. Uh, yeah. How are you feeling, Maria? Oh, I'm like, um, hi, Fenton. I'm really excited to be here and a bit nervous, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um I'm, I'm good, and um, it's it's yeah, it's it's just really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Maria. So I I think like I, I've mentioned to the listeners that I refer to you as Maria or Nana, uh, but I'm I'm really curious to hear from you uh, the story of your name, right? Uh, your 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 full name or whatever stories or whatever names that you carry that you want to share with us. I, I think that'll be a good place for, for us to start. 
Okay. So um, my full name is Mereya Punga Rendinikambara Tuiloma, and I'm now um, married to a Rova, so that's hence Mereya Rova. But um, when I was born, my name was Mereya Yambaki. Um, growing up, I used to ask my parents what my, ma- uh, my name meant um, and who I was named after and all this. So um, I'm named after my... Um, um, my father's mom, my grandmother from my paternal side, and um, but the the you know the yambaki really didn't make sense to me, and um, even no one could explain what it meant. Um, so when I turned, uh, I think when I turned eighteen, that's when my family decided to change my name to something more meaningful. So um, the current name I have is um, named after my great-great-grandmother, who is Samoan, and uh, she came in from Samoa. She had, you know, she came in from Samoa, lived in Fiji, in Laos, and all this. Her name is Meripunga. So they wanted to change my name to Meripunga, but I refused because everyone knows me as Meria. So um, um, Punga is from my um, great-great-grandmother, who's Samoan, and uh, Radini Kambara was because she had moved from where I'm from as um, in the part of Laos. There's an island called Kambara. Um, and so when she went to Kambara, she was so beautiful that everyone um, called her like, um, you know, treated her like a goddess and all this. So that's the reason why they said Randini Kambara. Like, that's the name in there. So, yeah, that's... And um, Tuiloma is um, um, back in... Man, years ago, uh, I think it was my great great grandfather. His um, name is Sonny Colo, and he had um, built this um, this mbure that was he was asked in Lakamba, I think, of Anumbalavu. I'm not too sure. You know, this is something that I have to go back and get from my parents. I um, mean, from my um, my relatives, my uncles that's still alive um, about the real meaning of Tuiloma. But it is to do with this. Chifley House that was built in the middle of um, of the island of the village, so that is the reason why that Tui Loma is is there. So, yeah, so that's the meaning of my name. Like, I'm named after my grandmother, but then great grandmother, and what you know, her being a goddess in Kambara, and then the Mbure, which which our family name is basically Tui Loma. And that's. I hope I didn't just go. No, that's 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 so beautiful. Um, thank you so much for sharing that uh, with us. Uh, yeah, I've known you ten years. I don't think I've ever heard this story. <laughs> so it's uh, so it's really incredible. And and I, I absolutely love that you brought like three generations of your elders, mm-hmm. right? Your great great grandmother, uh, and then like the story of Tuiloma being able to bring like pull on different parts of your ancestry, Samoan, uh, your you know, traces back to low. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I think that's exactly uh, where I wanted to start this conversation, right? It's just like, who we are, are like, we are all like products yeah. of all of these, like, these like stories of migration from like, you know, your great, great grandmother moving from Samoa. And the migration story is a massive story that's happening globally right mm. now. And so, yeah, just really wanted to be centered around that. Uh, and also build up to sort of my second question for you, uh, Nana, and it's a question around your childhood and how you're brought up. 
And I'm really curious to hear from you how much of a role spirituality or faith or religion played in your upbringing. So, um, yeah, I I grew up in um, you know a strong Christian family. My my father was very strict. Um, we would have to go to Sunday school on Sundays and um, attend church service. Um, Sunday, I mean Wednesday um, meetings, prayer meetings, and um, at times we had to wake up at six a.m. for morning devotion. So, for me, religion like um, the you know, like the, that part of my life, like the spiritual build uh, upbringing, was was really strong um, in in our family. So what what would happen is that I would just be doing it just because I'm supposed to do it. You know, I um, I'm from a family of seven children, and I'm the second youngest. So because my older siblings were going to church and um, you know listening to my parents and everything, um, I had to do the same and. For me, um, just being taught simple things like um, hospitality was being taught through um, in the family how to be hospitable when we have guests, how to give the best of everything, even bringing out my mom's expensive um, <laughs> Pyrex and Corel and all these different uh, you know dinnerwares and stuff. So um, it was you know like spirituality really b- built that like. You know, instill that in me, and um, also care like characters of taking care of the the poor, um, the widow, um, the needy. So my, my basically what my parents would do every year we would visit orphanages um, like the Dilkusha Home. Um, sometimes my mom will take us to the Saint Charles Hospital. Um, you know, and and this is basically teaching us that you know this is. In this walk, like to do with faith, you have to be um, serving as well. Um, so now, you know, as I grow up, um, my character has been basically molded around my parents' teachings, and um, just to be loving and caring and and looking out for other people, and just basically like believing in God, and which I have over the years lost that, and then now I'm back on that track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and I love that. I th- I think the way you languaged it was like on this journey, on this path, mm-hmm. right? And that's exactly what I think for many people, religion is mm-hmm. like. There's there's like there's not one way of being a Christian, yeah. right? Yeah. There's like uh, human beings by nature are messy, right? Yeah. We're imperfect, and I don't think the God that we all serve as Christians is calling us to be perfect all the time he's calling us to be humans right Mm. and so that means um being able to like not hold so much judgment around the messiness of what being a human is and also knowing that the the god that you serve is there for you to return to Mm. right yeah and i really love that you talked about how much um how much molding Right of mm. who Maria is of of your character that was instilled by teachings and values uh, from your parents, um, and I know you have a family, right? And yeah. so maybe after we take a short break, 
we can come back and I really want to explore a little bit around how you as a mother, as a, I also want to talk about your creative side, you yeah. know? Uh, so maybe we can talk a little bit more about that when we come back from the break. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> and welcome back to the Beyond the Narrative podcast. I'm your host, Fenton Lutnatambua. And in studio with me today, we have Maria Rova. Uh, just before uh, the break, um, we heard a little bit about Maria. She grew up as the second youngest of seven children. Uh, she grew up in, 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 in like a... in a household that I think is very typical to Fiji, where you're brought up in like... A re- you you have like this religious background which includes uh like the 6 a.m morning devotions right some people do it on sunday some people do it like seven days a week it's a spectrum uh we also heard from maria that uh because of her upbringing with religion and faith and spirituality uh she actually learned a lot of things around what it means to serve what what it means to live a life of service um uh, she learned a lot about hospitality, giving your best of everything, even if that meant uh, taking uh, your mom's china to like serve to your guests, right? Your, your mom's good china to serve to your guests. And uh, we started talking a little bit about um, like the rich history of migration, right? That makes up a lot of uh, families here in Fiji. Uh, so with Maria's uh, talked about the story of migration of her great-great-grandmother from Samoa. We learned a little bit about, um, you know, her her ties to Lao. Kam- Kam- Kambara? No. Where now? <laughs> I'm from Vivia. Vivia, sorry. Uh, I have a friend, uh, Tevita Bala, who's from uh, Kambara in Lao. <laughs> right? So, so that's, that's my reference. Uh, Texas story around his ties to, to Lao is, is, is my reference. So apologize for misplacing you in a, in a different part of the Lao group of islands. No, no worries. It's still Lao. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess what I want to talk to you, there's a couple things I, I, I want to talk to you about, but I'm wondering right now if we can talk a little bit about um, how much of a role creativity and arts has played in your life. I know in, in conversations, you've referred to yourself as, a, as an accidental artist. Uh, could you tell us more about that? So, yeah, um I was studying law before um, I was a law student when I um, was approached um, to dance for this, you know, Fiji's biggest um, contemporary, contemporary dance group, which is Vo. And that's when my journey started. Um, I walked into the studio. I had no idea what contemporary dance was. So they had to teach me basically from, like, from the basics of dance. I was, I had two left feet. I was so bad. I kept missing timing and everything. Um, but I was so in love with it because um, I could express myself. There was, um, you know, um, you know, just entertaining people. It's so nice to see people smile. So nice to see them cry when during performances. So I really, really pushed myself to learn this art like of dance. And um, so we would travel everywhere, um, you know, get um, have classes by uh, 
amazing choreographers from all over the world. And so I, I, I built on that. And then, um, you know, in in between this, um, my life, like the timeline, in 2012, something had happened to me personally that really, um, you know, that really destroyed me. And that's when I, I, re, I would say I felt, you know, I was at rock, rock bottom at that time. So I used dance as a, um, a way of healing and way of just getting back up. Um, and, and it was really amazing because I would um, then, you know, I started choreographing after like two or three years of dancing. And then just, you know, being able to tell my story within, through dance is, it's, it's for me, it was therapy. Um, you, and and I, I just love that. So um, from dance, and then I um, I got injured, and I had a massive um, surgery in 2014, and I wasn't able to dance again. So I had to retire from dancing, and I've always been in love with art. So I was like, man, I need to get back into some sort of art. <laughs> and then um, my um, my mother-in-law, uh, who's one of the biggest who's an award-winning artist had um, asked if I could help out at the studio so I've been in the studio it's called Sigavo Studios um, till today I've been there helping out uh, with admin work and um, you know and I, I get boring I mean I it is boring and I get bored so easily just having to file papers um, you know go and pay the tax and and pay bills and order supplies and all this so it's for me it was like man this is so black and white I need something colorful you know I, I work in a studio and I'm surrounded by beautiful paintings and I work with young artists as well um, who are there being trained and they're always um, you know they're always creating things where they get to submit to exhibitions and um, in um, 2018 um, there was a fine arts exhibition that was um, organized by the Fiji Arts Council and uh, so the artists at, at work they um, created pieces for this exhibition and here I was sitting in the you know, on my desk and thinking, man, I want to be part of this. I want to, you know, I want to be part of the Fiji Arts Council. How can I do that? Because I want to be an artist. <laughs> um, yeah, so they they encouraged me that, you know, there's a photography um you know, uh, category, and we really think that you should take photos. And the theme for last year's exhibition was um, family. And I have three sons. I picked up my husband's camera, who he's a you know a professional photographer and videographer, and I started taking pictures at home. And then I took this one shot, which was a fluke, of my three boys, and entered it in the exhibition. And then I won a prize. I was like, yay! I'm you know I'm an artist now. Back, but really, like all throughout, I still. I'm an artist, but now no longer performing artist, but visual artist. And, um, you know, just recently, um, a few months ago, I had to, um, I was um, asked to give a talk in our Women's Day in church. And then I, um, I uh, so, you know, before I spoke, I basically performed. And 
I created a piece um, with my good friend Navi, and then I performed it before talking, and that was the first time for me to perform after five years. So for me, it's like, you know, I'm just finding myself again, and um, yeah, till today, I still call myself an artist, and I think for the rest of my life, till I die, I'm going to be an artist. That's, That's... That's so beautiful. Thank you for taking your time to like walk us through this timeline, right? It's um, yeah, it's really it's really nice to hear those stories. And and I have a couple questions. Is it okay if I ask a couple okay. questions? Sure. Um, I I love that. I love what you said. Uh, you dance to heal, mm. right? And at least from what I heard is like dancing for you is a choice. It is a way that you express yourself. It is an intentional choice that you have made to process and to heal. Uh, and also, again, I think tied back to the values that your parents taught you around service, right? You also dance to make people feel joy, right? And I think one of the most beautiful things about art is that it makes you feel right many things you can feel angry you can feel joy you can feel like sadness many many things um and and i guess my question is what is one of your favorite memories from vo from your time with vo right cuz 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 i know you've like traveled the world as a dancer Right, but I, I'm so curious. And what, what's your favorite memory with? Because it really feels like Vo is a family, right? And yeah. for a long time, they they were your family that helped you through that tough time that you went through. Uh, yeah. So favorite memory. There's so many favorite memories, um, but the one that really sticks out to me was um, I think it was the Pacific Arts Festival in 2000. And I think it was 2012. Yes, it was 2012 um, in the Solomon Islands. And um, we had performed in front of thousands of people. It was like standing on, it was such a huge stage. And then you look out, it's just like sea of, you know, it was like ocean of people. Like, and you just see everyone smiling and, and you know, so curious to see, whoa, this is like so new, like contemporary, Fijian contemporary. So we performed for an hour long and that was really, really under the hot sun. That was really hard. Um, but for me, the most satisfying thing was after the performance, when we ended, we stood in a line and everyone stood up and they were cheering. And like for me, over the years of of dancing, you know, we we um, I've always seen myself as like someone who's a really weak dancer. Um, I wasn't really good at technical things. Um, you know, I had no idea what I was doing, but I've always pushed myself to learn. And for that trip, it was like we had really, really pushed beyond our limits. And it was really, really like it was satisfying to see people enjoy what we did. Um, you know, people in the Solomon Islands who had no idea what, you know, it's something that was new and it was well received. I guess um, that's the reason why that has been like, for me, has been like a very, um, it would be the best memory that I've had for, in Wo. Um, but 
you know, I've got, like I said, I've, there's so many good memories. I, I could go on and uh, on. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love that that your time with Vo has allowed you so many opportunities to um, to push boundaries, right? Because I think, yeah, one thing that I know to be true about many things in this life is that it is, it will be silly to confuse context for capacity, right? I think there's so many ways, like the arts context in Fiji is so tiny mm. and that's correlated with potential, yeah. right? And capacity of a people to do something. Mm. But I think in so many ways, Vo has like really broken down all of these stereotypes around like what arts in Fiji looks like, right? Uh, and, and so I'm really glad that you shared that story. Uh, and I, I do want to take a short break after this, but I, I have a question for you, a tricky question. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, there's no right answer. There's no right answer to this, but it's, it's something that I've actually been wanting to ask like my artist friends, like everyone that I come across that is like an artist that does like a performative piece. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm always curious about this thing. So with like dance, uh, with theater, right? Most of the times, it's done for the applause, right? You like do this thing, and then you feel validated after a crowd response, right? So you do it for the applause in that sense. Uh, and then you mentioned something really interesting that really caught my attention, where you said, "Oh, I won this prize for this photo that I took, right? And I'm now an artist, right? Right? Um, so I'm curious if 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 for, for like those that are listening, and I want you to provide more texture to this, okay. right? Like, there's, there's more ways to, of, of being an artist, right? You don't necessarily need to win a prize or to get that applause, la la. Art, art is liberating. Uh, dance is creation, right? And the, the manifestation of these things that you like feel. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to get, give an opportunity for you to like say something more about like, um, yeah. You don't necessarily need to do it for the applause a lot. Or, or do you? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a dancer. No, no. not really. No. Yeah, that's true. Um, some think that we do it for, for that, like to be praised and all. But really, for me personally, this is how I feel about dance, is that you have to be able to communicate something across, like a story. Um, and, and the story needs to be delivered across you know like dancing is about telling your story and you know there's they've different styles of dance and all that um but it really really depends on how you communicate everything some are very abstract and some are very like you can really you can tell what's happening so um you know to be an artist is not about winning prizes it's not about okay um you know like my work has to be good people should love my work all the time sometimes you you can't satisfy everyone with your work sometimes you create a piece um a dance piece no one will like it sometimes you create a a, a piece of art that you've put your hours and thoughts and everything into it and no one will like it or maybe just a few will like it um you know some sometimes we get discouraged um as artists but like a real a true artist for me is someone who 
thinks outside of the box and doesn't put them in the box and really doesn't limit them. You know, you you, you look at it, you're given a, a canvas and then you look at it and you can think of so many different ways to make use of that. You know, or if you, you, you're given a, a piece of music and then you just think about, different ways that you can perform to that um, you don't always have to perform with music you know it can, it can be anything it's just for me to be an, an artist is just you know stepping out being creative uh, pushing the boundaries and just really exploring um, different things and yeah that's that's beautiful keep creating right in whatever form or shape that takes just just keep doing it Right. As long as you're creating for yourself at the end of the day. And that, you know, like like I had mentioned, my boys, I have boys. And and now that I'm into photography, like they have been my inspiration to do that. And um, just pushing, just really pushing. And um, so for me now, when I do things, I think about my boys. I'm doing this for them. So everything I do, every it's, it has a story. And it's like about the family, about you know my my life now what my journey is like now so yeah yeah tell us more about um actually let's take a break yeah do you want to take a break let's take a break and then we'll come back and 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 talk a little bit more about your inspiration and your voice awesome yeah thanks thank you so much be stay with us we'll be right back I'm Fintan Utnatambua, and this is Beyond the Narrative. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, today we're speaking to Maria Rova about all things arts, uh, all, you know, like why dance is so important, why um, uh, cr- create creativity is so important in her life. And uh, just before we went on our short break, uh, Maria and I started talking about her family. Um, and I, I want to describe what happened during our break, right? So uh, artists, right? Dancers specifically, uh, they're known to use their body as a resource, right? So a lot of the ways that they express themselves is like in bodily movements. And uh, ideally, I would have wanted to continue that conversation. Uh, we had started talking about inspiration and I wanted to go down that path a little bit more. But I also was... Uh, aware of, of what Maria needed as a guest on the Beyond the Narrative <laughs> podcast. So as soon as we went into the break, Maria, tell us what you did. Did you sit in your chair or what did you do? I had to stand up and stretch. <laughs> <laughs> so as as soon as we hit like the pause on record, Maria like leaped out of her chair, almost like bumped our sort of like um, uh, like our sound technician that's in the room with us <laughs> and just like like ricocheted almost yeah. like ricocheted off the wall like a like this bounce bouncing ball of energy right stop it fantastic <laughs> and so yeah just just wanted to be like super transparent about like the, the the process of like doing this thing and like uh being aware of people's energies right and and how they show up to the thing so so thank you for being patient as uh, with us as we went through that but like I mentioned earlier, uh, we started talking, uh, Nana, about uh, your inspiration, your your family. You, you said you had three boys. Yes. Uh, you also, uh, 
um, have a husband who's also an artist, That's right? Ermasi uh, Rova, I think back when he was like rapping, uh, what was his stage name? Like um, E3. E3, right, right, right. So you can find some of his really dope, dope videos on YouTube, right? <laughs> That's still out there in the world for consumption. Um, yeah, but, 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 but please tell me, uh, we'd love to hear from you a little bit about, yeah, uh, your inspiration, uh, how they inspire you, how how they've moved you, how they've mm. uh, led to some of the pieces or works that you've created. So, yeah, thanks, Fenton. Um, for me, my family is like my biggest inspiration. Um, my husband is an artist, a, like I had mentioned earlier, a photographer and a videographer. He's a music producer as well. Um, he've I, I forgot when was the last... I think the last time he released the song was years ago, about five years ago, around the time that I stopped dancing as well. And he's currently working on some projects and um, and it's basically based around the family. So him and I have different... Inspira- like, basically the same inspiration now as, you know, and it's around our three boys. Um, for me, it's... Um, like, family is very important to me. Um, you know, like I said, in 2012, things had fallen really hard for me. Like, I, at the time I had hit rock bottom, I, um, I was a bit, you know, to be honest, I became very suicidal. Um, and things, you know, for me, it was like there was no other way out. Um, but I had to hold on to, um, you know, my friends... My friends were so amazing. They reminded me of just, hey, come on, like, just hang in there. This will pass. Everything will get better. Um, you know, this is happening for a reason. God has a purpose in your life and all this. So for me, I held on to those, um, you know, those those encouragements. You know, sometimes we encourage people, but we don't really know how much it really does help. And for me, like those little encouragements were very helpful. And then I met um, Masi, who who came to the dance group um, to be a music producer. Okay, this is like this is basically how Masi and I met. Um, he came to the the dance group. He joined the dance group to be the music producer. We became really good friends, and then things started happening. And then you know we've we're married now, um, and we have um, the boys. So um, for us, it's 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 about the family now, and um, and our journey. You know, we've we've both have our past, and for me, my past is really messed up. Um, you know, if I look back, sometimes I wish it never happened, but then I have to be grateful that it happened because if it wasn't um, for the things that happened, I wouldn't be who I am today. Um, I wouldn't be on a journey of just really working on my spiritual life as well, um, and also really looking after my boys and taking care of them because. I look at them and I'm, you know, I tell myself that I want these boys to grow up and be the real, you know, be real gentlemen, to be very loving, caring, um, to be respectful. And um, so when I create now, you know, I, I create for them. I look at them. I look at them when they're playing. They're so innocent and all. And they're laughing away. Sometimes they're crying. I still take photos of them because they're still cute. You know, like, um, so... Just basing everything I do now around them because that's my life now, you know. That's that's who I am now. I'm 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 a mom, 
and still an artist, but that journey is like different. Like, you know, three little souls depend on my husband and I for their future. So that's, yeah. So I look at them every morning and I'm like, yeah, this is why I have to go to work, <laughs> you know, prepare a future for these kids and, um, and even creating for them to see, okay, this is what my parents do. So. Yeah. And I can 100% guarantee that the world is a more colorful, creative place hmm. because you're here. Right. <laughs> so just really wanted to say that. Like, um, yeah. It's, it's like all of those things that happen has made you who you are today. Hmm. Right. That's true. And your boys will only become better human beings mm-hmm. because of like the values that you can instill in them based off of the experiences that you've had. Yeah, that's right. right. Um, and I, I'd, I'd love for you to bring your boys' names into this space. If, okay. If that's okay. Yeah. Um, so our eldest is Moi Nui, and which is... Um, uh, it's yeah, the Tahitian for big dreams, and when I had him, that was what I had. You know, after hitting rock bottom and all this, I had big dreams for the future. So that's his name. Um, Simeone is the our middle child, who's named after Aramasi because of um, his 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 middle name is Simeon. So we wanted to give him a Fijian name. So we have a Polynesian name for the elders. Okay, middle child. Fijian name, so um, Simeone, um, and he's got, um, because both Marcy and I are on our, like, we've just been really working on our spiritual life, so, and when we had him, we were like, okay, we, we, we're going to have Emmanuel in it, you know, so, so we, we, yeah, that's his name, and um, Oberon is our youngest, who's um, got a German name, which is um, feels like bear. That's what it means, and it's a combination of my father's name. The, well, the only thing is a, <laughs> um, because my dad is Apisai, so I said, okay, well, I have to have a part of him there. So that a is for my dad, and then Oberon. Ron is uh, Massey's father. Um, and it's German because Massey's mom is German. So, you know, a bit of different cultures and everything, putting it together in the names. Um, and because I'm Laon, we have to have meaning in names. All. So, yeah, that's, that, those are the... So, yeah, it's Moenui Makare Rova. Makare is the name that you gave Fenton. <laughs> This is why I planted this question. I, I thought she was gonna like not mention it. <laughs> no, okay, okay. I realized I had left that out, so I have to put it in. <laughs> Otherwise, I won't be his best friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I feel like uh, I'm, I'm gonna stop wrapping things up, right? Okay, if that's okay. But I feel like. you've taken us on such a journey (laughs) right Uh, and I I feel at the beginning of our conversation you mentioned that um, like as we were preparing for this segment you're talking about how you're an accidental artist yeah right and I love what you just said Uh, I wrote I wrote it down Uh, you you said so confidently and so clearly and so beautifully that this is what you said I'm a mom and I'm an artist Right, and I like, I love that we went from like 
accidental journalist. Uh, I mean, not journalist. <laughs> accidental artist. You know, like I was studying law, but then I did this thing, and then I feel like we've just like sort of grown with you as you walked mm. us through this timeline from like 2012 to like 2019, right? And so it's just really good to like hear that, hear you say that so, so well. I'm a, I'm a mother and I'm an artist. Um, and one of the things that I've really come to love uh, over the years is time travel. Mm. And even... In the recording of the show, I think we've done a bit of time travel, right? We started off with like, I think at the beginning I said, I've known you for a decade now, since 2009. <laughs> so we went back to 2009. And then we sort of like fast forward to 2012. Then we went to like the Solomon Islands. So we've done a bit mm. of traveling across like this, across time. And I want to I wanna do a bit more time travel with you. And so my question for you, uh, Maria, is if you could go back in time and speak to your 20-year-old self, what piece of advice would you give her? A lot of advice. <laughs> one thing, one thing I would tell the 20-year-old Maria, which sometimes I wish I could. <laughs> okay. Um, is the least important thing that I think is, is um, important is basically the most important thing that I need to know and I need to hold on to. And for me, that is my spiritual life, um, the foundation I build my life on. As I had been, you know, over the years, like I said, when I was a child, over the years, I lost that. And because, I don't know, because of peer pressure and so many things, and I don't think, and I was not, you know, I thought that it was uncool, um, really now, where I am today, it's like the most important thing ever. It's the foundation that I have to build my life on. Um, you know, like the decision making that I have to make uh, and all these things will have to be based around just the foundation, my spiritual foundation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I sometimes I wish I could go back and just be 20 year old and do what I know now, get advice, you know, and listen to advice um, and just really, really grow on that. You know, when, when you, your spiritual journey is strong, everything just falls into place and you make wiser decisions. I mean, that's what I, I know now. Um, but yeah, um, it's just basically the foundation I build my life on. That's very important. Yeah. Uh, that is so beautiful. Um, is it okay if we wrap up? Did I just confuse you? <laughs> no. I, I think... Yeah, let me, uh, let me test this level of confusion. Okay. Right? So I, I want to be sure that I, that I heard you correctly. Um, the advice that you would give your 20-year-old self is to really really take ownership of their spiritual journey. Like it's so important. And if your spiritual foundation is solid, everything else upon which your life is built will be easier to deal with. That's right. Yeah? Yeah, you said it way better than I did. I wanted to like take you on another journey of confusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I love that you, you brought back that journey. And I think 
yeah again in closing just thank you so much for like taking us on this journey i think that's really what you've done for us today we really appreciate it uh thank you for uh, especially for like treating your history with so much kindness mm. right people can look back on life and hold so much judgment around it Uh, and I'm glad you've matured and you've like grown in such a way where you can look back on this with kindness and 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 still be rigorous, right around the around the things that you do. Uh, so really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Fenton. Thank you for inviting me over. Like I'm really honored to be here, and um, even just giving me the chance to share about a little about myself. I could go on for days, but I know I only have a limited time. <laughs> But but really, thank you, and uh, to her, who to all your listeners, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this, my story, and uh, yeah, just what I have to say. Really appreciate that. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us on the Beyond the Narrative podcast. We'll be right back. again and thank you so much for listening in now if you enjoyed this episode and want to either follow more conversations that are bound to happen or keep this particular conversation going i invite you to follow us on the beyond the narrative instagram our handle is beyond the narrative or you can subscribe to our beyond the narrative soundcloud where all the episodes of the entire podcast will be stored Uh, and if for some reason you have any specific questions uh, that I didn't get a chance to ask to any of the people that I interviewed, uh, feel free to reach out and I will connect you with all of the brilliant minds that have shared their truths so selflessly on our episodes. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. Bin nakwa